All right. We are round two on our test episode on Riverside with Brandon and Ian on the Fantasy Football's Finest podcast. Uh, Ian, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. How you doing? Just doing? Uh, closing out the weekend, getting ready to go back to work tomorrow morning. For sure. Same, same. Uh, they're never long enough, so. Nope. Um, all right. So today's episode, uh, it's not going to be a super long one, but we're looking at overvalued players. So last time we did a test episode, it was undervalued. We thought they were going too low. This is the opposite. So too high and reasons why. Um, so we're going to get into that right after a little intro test. <laughs> going to do kind of what we did last time three players uh overvalued and i think we always kind of kick it off with your player first so ian go ahead with your first player all right uh yep this time i am going with uh for my too high player i'm going for uh michael thomas new orleans saints uh he's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 29 70th overall why is this happening this dude hasn't played in almost two years. There's no indication that he's going to play this year. He's being drafted over wide receiver ones for their team, like Robert Woods, Alan Lazard, and Alan Robinson may end up being the wide receiver one for the Rams. Mm-hmm. A guy who hasn't played in almost two years. In addition, the Saints drafted Chris Olave this year. Yep. They traded away four draft picks to get this dude. Mm-hmm. This dude was drafted before Jamison Williams, who you uh, hyped up a little bit last week. Well, you know. This dude, you know, Jamison Williams and he were on the same team in Ohio State. Jamison Williams transferred to Alabama because he couldn't get playing time oh. over Chris Olave. Okay. So if you, you can't even tell me that this isn't the new wide receiver one for the Saints. Sure. And even if I'm wrong, they went out and got Jarvis Landry this offseason. They did the Saints are preparing him. to be without Michael Thomas. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, who's their quarterback? Jameis Winston. Yes. Do you have faith in Jameis Winston? Maybe a little more than I should. Yes, I do. Yeah. So... I don't doubt that Olave is going to be a big part of the offense. Um, so that, that part, yeah, I, I would agree on, but yeah, the fact that Michael Thomas hasn't played in two years, um, you just don't know where you're getting. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I do. I do hate the little jabs you got at my guy, Jameson Williams though. I mean, you know, so, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I didn't say anything that wasn't untrue. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That that's a time will tell. That's a time will Ooh, tell. Ooh, Chris Olave v. v Jamison Williams. Is this a long term bet? Oh, you're killing me. 
That depends on quarterbacks, um, but because it's a completely dependent position. Yeah, we'll get. We, we might revisit that. We might because okay. I I feel like James yeah. Williams is better. But yeah. Okay. 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 Well, yeah, Still I like that there. point. So, any other points right, yeah, for you for that one? Uh, for that one, no. I mean, I just I don't get it, man. Wide receiver twenty nine. There's so many better options. I'll go with over Michael Thomas. I'm not saying you know the yeah. There's a chance. But I mean, seventieth overall. I mean, in the ten team league, maybe he's going seventh round. Yep. Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm good. Let like someone else have him. A lot of other flyers in the seventh round. You could probably take a safer bet on for sure. I bet. Um, mm-hmm. So and and again, yeah, this is we always kind of reiterate this after the fact, but this is for a ten team PPR league format. Um, so I'm just putting that out there. Um, I will say. I'll, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. My three players, two of them are actually really high. Um, So you might've picked like kind of all around the board. I got two of them that are really high. So it might, might seem like a reach on them, but just kind of hear me out. So, Um, so the first one might shock you a little bit is Kyler Murray. Really? Uh, Yep. So he's going QB five. Uh, Here's some reasons why I think it's too high. Um, Cause he's got all the talent in the world, but hear me out. He has the second hardest QB schedule this coming year. Cardinals are going to face some serious defenses. He lost Deandre Hopkins for the first six games of this year. Um, hopefully that's all. Cause you want to have him out there. Uh, he lost Christian Kirk to the Jaguars. So he's, he's got, two of his key weapons that he's familiar with out for the first six games. Um, and then obviously Kirk for the rest of the year, cause he's not in the team. They did get Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown from the Ravens, which was kind of a shocker to everyone um, that they would just give him up like that, but it's going to take them time to like get on the same page. Like they've never, you know, like really played together in the NFL clearly ever. Um, and it's a new team, new different offense, um, Kyler Murray doesn't run the ball near as much as Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> so he is a fantasy threat for rushing, but he's not going to like push 800 to 900 rushing yards every year or a thousand like a Jalen hurts or, um, you know, anyone like that, um, or Lamar Jackson. Um, here's the other thing too. So just explain the lack of wide receivers that he lost. And now he's got to get familiar with a new one. Now, the other thing is he fumbled the ball 13 times last year, 13 times Ian. <laughs> that's a ton. That's a ton. Uh, I will give him this though. Guess how many times he uh, lost one of those fumbles of those 13. How many did he lose? Three. Zero. Really? So, uh, somehow God's grace. He had the hands of glue <laughs> after the fact, but he got it. Um, I couldn't even believe I was reading that right, <clears throat> but his fumbles have gone up every year, every single year. He has gotten more and more fumbles. First it was five, then it was nine, then it was 13. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he's got small hands, but it's going to, I mean, if I was fumbling 13 times, I wouldn't try and rush a lot. I mean, I clearly can't hang onto the ball and the coach isn't going to be happy. So I'm going to have to fire it with my hand, gunsling it to the receivers. Oh, wait. I don't have a good offense for the first six weeks minimum. Uh, they do have James Conner. So, I mean, he can do dump off passes and James Conner was good last year, but I've had James Conner in leagues before, especially when he was on the Steelers. 
He had one decent season with the Steelers when Le'Veon Bell did the, the holdout. And then last year on the Cardinals, he came out of nowhere. I guarantee you no one expected that. And I don't think we see that again. So the fact Well, that they also there, lost uh, Chase Edmonds this year, too. Yep. Yeah. Well, they don't. Yeah. Chase Edmonds. Like, didn't he go to Miami, I think? Yep. yep. He may lead the backfield of Miami. We'll see. We'll see. So, so my point is, not to ramble on, my point is he's got a lack of offense. He fumbles a lot. So he's very dependent on touchdowns and just, and just pure rushing yards, not rushing touchdowns per se, unless they just are on the goal line. But I don't think that that's all worth the QB five to me. I just really, uh, I mean, you clearly I could be wrong. He's a very, very good quarterback. Um, Pro football focus had him number one last year. So, I mean, the, the, the talents there for him, I'm just worried about everything else around him. So that's why I, I don't think he's worth it. I looked at the quarterbacks one through 12 and I mean, like Aaron Rodgers is going 12th, um, Russell Wilson's 10th. And I just trust like their kind of offenses more. So honestly, and this, I could sound crazy. I probably would not be sad if I waited until like QB 13 to take Kyler Murray, which is insane. I'm sure. Cause everyone will never do that. But, so you'd go Russell Wilson over Kyler Murray? <clears throat> you know, uh, probably, honestly. This year, okay. with that new offense, yeah, I think I would. Okay. So, But, yeah, that's kind of why I thought of him. So. All right. No, I mean, I don't agree. Um, I mean, he does have Zach Ertz. Oh, so, yeah. yeah that. tried and true. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to make up for the uh, lack of DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, watch out for Zach Ertz those first six weeks. True. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mentioned Denver a moment ago, and that's actually going to be the uh, site of my next player, uh, who I think is too dang high. Javante Williams. I'm shocked. Is going RB9, 15th overall. So talented. He's a good running back. He's probably going to be a great running back, but not this year. The Broncos re-signing Melvin Gordon to a one-year contract. Why would they do that? Well, he was good last year. He, you know, they probably got him at a discount, and they can protect. In my opinion, they signed him to to take touches away from Javante Williams to make sure he stays healthy for for longer, so they have him for a longer period of time. I think Melvin Gordon's got some pictures on the owner or something because I I don't know how you have a talented Javante Williams and you still want Melvin Gordon back. Like he, I, I just don't think he's good at all. I don't know what's going on there. Well, it is, you know, I, I come a little unprepared with stats on Melvin Gordon. So I apologize for my lack of preparedness there, but um, he actually did pretty good last year. Um, wasn't blowing the doors off anybody, but he was a worthwhile, uh, you know, they split carries pretty much 50, 50 last year. I feel like he could give you Melvin Gordon's. He's going to give you like halfway decent carries. He's not like a horrible, horrible running back, but mm -hmm. you can clearly tell that Javante Williams is going to be their running back for the next minimum four years or five years. Oh, absolutely. It's just not that he's not going to be an RB one this year. Mm -hmm. um, he's going over people like, like, uh, like Ezekiel Elliott, who's obviously the one in Dallas, as we learned last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's going over Saquon Barkley, who, you know, despite the health concerns, he's clearly the one in, in New York. There's no doubt, you know, 90% of the touches are going to him. 
over Nick Chubb in Cleveland, who they're going to have to lean on him a little more than uh, maybe we originally thought this year. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think that Nick Chubb should ever go behind Javante Williams. Nick Chubb is a beast. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm not doubting Javante Williams' talent. This is not what this is about. This is about winning fantasy football games. And I don't think he's going to help you do that for where he's being drafted right now. Um, you know, the offense will be better this year. Absolutely. Um, but like I mentioned last week with Cortland Sutton, you know, the, the new head coach of the Broncos was the OC for, for Green Bay before. Green Bay is notorious for split backfields. They've always done that, whether it's eight, you know, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon or, you know, Jamal Williams. And, and they've always split carries. So the re-signing of Melvin Gordon and the, the, the changing coach is just the both things are telling me there's no reason to believe that that should change this year. He's just going too dang high. I'm not drafting him RB9. And I don't think you should either. Well, uh, you should, Brandon. Well, you, should, you should draft him with your first pick. But I was say, you care about me? The listeners go, oh, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, Javante Williams or Josh Jacobs? Ooh. It's a good one. I know. I know. I, uh, gosh. From my <laughs> second running, for my second running back? Hmm. I think I'd have to go Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs is going way later than him. So yeah. absolutely, it's, no, it's it's a, I'd ask, I'd stop and think about it because, like I said, Javante Williams is a better running back. But you know, I think people are getting hyped up on the 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 just the talented back that he is, rather than what's really going to happen. You know, with Russell Wilson there, he's he's going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, right. You know. So, and last year I know that. Jonathan Taylor led the league in like missed tackles forced and Mm -hmm. Javante Williams was second. So he can do it, but yeah, maybe not this year. I don't think he's RB. Oh, and and, and next year I'll be, I'll be the first one. If, if, you know, Melvin Gordon isn't there anymore, he's got the backfield to himself. I will be leading that hype train on Javante Williams next year, but hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so, well, all right. Good points. Um, I'm also going to hit you with the running back. Uh, I'm going to go, Antonio Gibson from the new Washington Commanders. Really? Yeah. This uh, is a hot take. Tell me more. I don't know. <laughs> so it, I I thought it was ru- running back twenty. He's being running back twenty drafted right now. So I mean that's like the last RB two in a ten team league. I feel like every time in our league every year. Uh, and again, when this show goes live, we'll get into like that kind of situation with our league and everything. But I feel like everyone's so high on him, and I'm just I'm not. I'm really not. Um, he's being drafted ahead of guys like Brees Hall, the rookie for the Jets, who's going to get all the workload he wants. J.K. Dobbins, he's ahead of who we just talked about, Josh Jacobs. He's also ahead of Damian Harris, who I know that New England has been a committee backfield before, but, I mean, Dam- Damian Harris gets the lion's share of that load over I don't know there, about and- that this year. I don't know, man. Ramon Stevenson's coming up. Oh man, I don't want to hear his name. I'm Jeez. hearing things about Ramondre. Uh, yeah, you might want to hear from different sources. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. But, um, and and hear me out too. Antonio Gibson people are gonna be like, oh, but Brandon, you talk about the schedules. He's got the fourth easiest schedule. Okay, great. Uh, since 2020, he's tied with Ezekiel Elliott in fumbles. Okay, uh, for running backs, this he's got mm-hmm. six. 
uh, which is why I was like, wow, Kyler Murray had 13. That's more than double any other running back. That's insane. Uh, but they got Carson Wentz. They traded for Carson Wentz. He likes to throw the ball or die trying. Okay. He's, <laughs> he will lay it out on the field, um, which is why he's not coveted anymore. Um, but like Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and anyone else they have, cause I forget at the moment. Um, I mean, they're going to get an uptake uptick in targets. Not, it's not like Taylor Heineke was a bad quarterback, but Carson Wentz is a more high profile gunslinger type of quarterback. Um, so I feel like that's going to take opportunity away from him. Uh, Antonio Gibson, that is. So, I mean, I don't know. He finished running back 10 last year, which is an RB one. But when you Mm -hmm. really dive into that, you can't take that for face value because he did play in 16 games, which that means he only missed one because it was 17 games last year. He was only 10 to 20 points higher than like the next six people. Um, And that includes like Derrick Henry. He was only like 10 points less than him. And he only played in eight games. Uh, and then Dalvin cook missed four games. He was only about 15 points higher than him. Josh Jacobs missed, uh, two more games. He only finished about 15 points less. Elijah Mitchell Mitchell. He averaged more per game. Um, he didn't finish the more, but he averaged more, but it feels like 49er running backs get hurt every year. So that, I don't know about that. Right. Um, so, so what I'm saying is I don't like Antonio Gibson maybe he's a value. I could be, this one's probably the most wishy-washy on that one. Running back 20 is, I mean, basically an art late RB two, early RB three, depending on where he falls, but he doesn't jump out at me as having like the greatest opportunity amongst the running backs around him. Like I would a hundred percent take Josh Jacobs, who's being drafted um, like one or two picks after him over him. Josh Jacobs has injury history just like antonio gibson um like two years ago like they both have missed a right. nice amount of time but i would take that over gibson any day can i can i just throw one one point out there though 100 you mentioned carson wentz right where did can you remind me brandon where did uh carson wentz play last year yeah i knew you'd hit me with this yes i know it was the colts yes oh i, I know okay and and you know where i'm going with this Wait, who was the running back are you going to tell me that you think Antonio Gibson is Jonathan Taylor? No, I'm not going to say that. Yes. You, no, you're not going to say it. However, I am going to say that running backs can succeed in the same backfield with Carson Wentz. Well, I also do think that the organization and coaching staff for the Colts is far and above. Well, I can, okay, maybe not. Ron Rivera is really good. He's He knows what he's doing. However, however. Ron Rivera, former coach of the panthers i get it i get it i i get it i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna agree with you because i know jonathan taylor is way way better he's special he absolutely is because i mean if it it's basically the colts offensive line and their system that also helps that now Jonathan Taylor just took full advantage of that as a stud running back. But even the year before, it's not like Marlon Mack or anybody did anything special. So you definitely have to put, I mean, Taylor's just that dude. That's what happened there to me. Okay. Um, so you'll yeah. be leaving Antonio Gibson on the board for me in the draft. then. Uh, you know, it, where the chips fall, they're going to fall. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, all right. Yep. But yeah, go ahead with your third person. Yeah. My third person is another running back. 
I am going with Michael Carter, who's going running back 34. Whoa. Michael Carter is being drafted right now over Melvin Gordon. He's being drafted over Chase Edmonds, who might end up being the top back in Miami. Although, I don't know if we want to mess with that. He is also going over, who might be the top back in New England, Ramondre Stevenson. Let me remind you who Michael Carter plays for. He plays for the New York Jets, who just drafted Brees Hall, who is clearly going to be the bell cow three down back there. There's all indications to say that he is the man. Michael Carter's the backup. Um, the New York Jets have traditionally, for many years now, had a pretty terrible offense that you don't really want any pieces of on your fantasy team. Um, you know, since Le'Veon Bell, really. Oh, no, wait, he failed too. Those are painful um, digs that I don't like to bring up. Here. <laughs> uh, and I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I could, I would want the number two running back on a lot of other teams than the Jets. You know, I mean, we're talking like, we're, we're talking like Gus Edwards territory here. I'd rather have him than Michael Carter. Oh. And I don't really want Gus Edwards either. I don't you know. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, and I, I agree. I don't like it either of them but so but michael carter's going running back 34 there's 32 teams in the league you could you know so that means that some people are drafting him over starting running backs and other teams i I don't know i'll 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 cool a little bit but you know you know who else is going behind michael carter mark mark ingram who's likely going to be starting he's he's likely going to yeah he's in new orleans now He's likely going to be starting the first six games of the season because Mr. Kamara is probably going to be suspended for whatever happened during the Pro Bowl or before the Pro Bowl, I should say. Oh, I'll have to look. You know, so yeah, well, that hasn't been announced officially, but it's looking that way. So Mm. just throwing that out there. So you could have the Saints starting running back for the first six weeks or the Jets back up all year. The Jets also say. have their offensive line is 13th ranked. You know, it's mid, it's a middling offensive line, so that's not really blowing the doors off anything. I just better. I don't understand why he's going running back 34. I'm not saying he's bad at football. I'm just saying, gosh, there's so many different ways you better players, better opportunities you could be picking with that pick. Right, and you just, I mean, we alluded to earlier. Melvin Gordon gave us gave you quality snaps when he was playing last year. So I think I'd take Melvin Gordon over Michael Carter too. Depending on how Brees Hall is looking, yes, I would do that. So Right. Um good points. I like it. That's what, a good one. What you got, man? So number three. This one's a hot take for me. It's <laughs> Mr. Kyle Pitts from Atlanta. Tight end. Really? So okay. another youngster. I'm always picking these youngsters, man. Uh, another mm-hmm. youngster. He let's paint this picture you're in atlanta you have a decent rookie season you catch for a thousand yards you only score a couple touchdowns okay pro football focus apparently said you they they i guess they crunched numbers or did whatever analyzing they wanted to do apparently he should have had 5.6 touchdowns last year okay Mm -hmm. so you should have had a let's round up to six you should have had six touchdowns uh well that was with matt ryan you now have marcus Mariota, who is a walking uh glass house he can't stay healthy he hasn't been good for years 
And you also have a rookie quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who was at Cincinnati. Sure. Whatever competition level you want to say he played against. Awesome. But he was drafted to be their replacement for Matt Ryan. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you don't have Calvin Ridley for a whole year because he had a gambling issue. So that should help. But the lack, the, the complete change of quality at quarterback is a glaring no, no. Um, so you don't really have help on the offense at running back. Tell me who their starting running back is. Cordero Patterson, I think. Yep. Okay. Maybe. Right. So like it took you a second, uh, <laughs> because he, he blows up like, you know, he, he did a good job, but, uh, I wouldn't say he's a world beater. He's not going to like cha- make everyone only focus on him. They still got to, you know, he's not going to blow up games like maybe one or two. But if you're, if I'm talking a whole fantasy year, I'm not, I'm not like banking on the Atlanta offense having enough support to draw interest off of Kyle Pitts. So that way he, he gets open. I feel like he's going to be double covered a lot um, when, ava- when, when applicable. And yes, I know they got Drake London, the tall, talented receiver from USC, but what happened when he played in college just last year, he had a pretty serious ankle injury and was out for almost the whole year. Uh, mm-hmm. So he hasn't played in a long time and this is the NFL. So yeah, he could probably be fine, but also he needs a good quarterback. Um, so I just don't see it, man. Um, now here's the thing too: tight end three. That's a high, that's a high spot. And he's been, this is what gets me. He's being drafted ahead of George Kittle, Darren, Whoa. Darren Waller, the Waller, mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson. That's a Homer pick. I get, I know. Uh, so yeah. we'll see. Um, and Dalton Schultz, who, yeah, Dallas has a lot of weapons, but I mean, he would, I mean, he pretty much averages like 60 to 80 yards a game. Most nights he's pretty, pretty right. good. End. And I, and I'm not saying he's better than Kyle Pitts in any sense, but this particular year, I don't think he's going to be tight end three. I think he's not returning that value at all. I guarantee you he, he probably will finish top 10. Um, but tight end three over Waller and Kittle. There's no way I'm taking both of them. Not even thinking about it over Kyle Pitts with how the off season went for them. Um, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying, man. No Russell Gage this year either. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can literally just, just, just double Kyle Pitts and just say, okay, now beat us. Yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you're the Atlanta offense, you got nothing, man. They have uh, a long way to go. And you know, if if they prove me wrong and they blow it out and he pass, catches for 10 touchdowns and a thousand yards, then he'll probably be close to that value. But I just, I don't see it happening personally. Um, and I don't, I don't feel like that's, you know, unfair to him. It's not like I'm dogging him, but that offense has got a long way to go. Yeah. Give me George Kittle over a minute. Oh, for sure. Yep. Um, all right. So yeah, that's basically the three players we both think are overrated, um, or not overrated. I'm sorry, overvalued. Pardon. Right. If any of those celebrities listen to this, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any questions or comments, they could message the show or give us a text if you know us. Um, but I don't think that those are bad picks at all, and those are pretty reasonable. So, um, any last minute thoughts, man? 
no, nothing really. I'm gonna. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you too. I was playing uh, some uh, good old Madden 18 last night, oh. and I was wondering, what's your favorite Madden? So, and I my apologies. I should have done this like middle of the show as a little little break there. Um, it's all so, right. it's I'm a not test gonna, show. <laughs> not gonna lie, Madden is is getting worse every year to me. It feels like at launch when it launches, it's got it, horrible gameplay, and then EA fixes it. Yada yada. So my mm-hmm. favorite ones are going to be a little older. Maybe mm-hmm. some of the youngsters that listen, they won't know, but Madden 2008 okay. with good old Vince Young on the cover. Uh, yep. Man, I don't know about you, but we both were used to work at GameStop, and back when we had huge lines at Madden launch, man, Madden mm-hmm. 08, that was the pinnacle of that stuff. Uh, malls used to be before open, just lined out the door for Madden, man, and Madden 08 was no no stranger to that that was a great game um graphics were starting to get good xbox 360 was booming like that was that was madden time if you're talking new gen i'd probably go with like madden 17 i think gronk was on the cover um yeah oh dude i just i don't know man they just were hitting it off that was that was killer gameplay xbox one came out i think it's usually you can kind of tell it's when the the new console generation comes out and you just get that new new gameplay feel that's what usually hits me but if I right, yeah, one, the first year, the yeah. first year, the first year, the first year, the kind of garbage, and then they get it, figure it out. Yes, I would. If I had to pick one, though, I'd probably pick Madden 08. The very first Madden I ever played was Madden 02. Um, okay. but I can't even remember half of what happened in that one. But Madden 08 was it, man. That was a great game. Okay. So, but yeah, nice little tidbit there. So I don't ever play you in Madden, though. You probably kick my, you know what now. So, you know what? I'm not. I'm. I'm just okay. You know. Yeah. I'd love to play, but it's just one of those things. It's it's like bowling for me. Like I love it, but I'm not good. I always got to play with the lions. And yes, bowling. I'm not good at it anymore either. So I just like to get seventy. That's if I get seventy, I'm happy. So yeah, throw a striker too. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Let's go. Did we get lucky? Have a lucky game. Get a hundred. Whatever. Yeah. There you go. Triple figures. Um. All right, guys. <laughs> well, th- thank you for listening. Um. We appreciate it. More episodes to come once we get these technical difficulties figured out. Um. Uh,